Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortalized Podcast. My name is Connor McKenna, and yeah, that uh, unfortunately, there is no one else here today. Now, uh, Carl's busy, and I just want to get this out of the way. We do have a New York Comic Con episode, obviously with all the Iron Fist stuff coming up, but... There was technical difficulties, recorded a 90 minute episode, me and Rebecca, and, or should I say Rebecca and I, and it messed up 30 minutes in, so we are going to do it again this week. She's been very busy, so it's hard to reschedule one, um, and yes, so I will be putting it up next week whenever it gets recorded, so it might not be up at the usual time, it might be up earlier, so there's that. So yeah, I won't I won't talk about the New York Comic Con at all. I'll wait till the actual episode for that. Today I am just going to talk about Power Man and Iron Fist Nine, the still a Civil War two tie-in, technically I guess. Uh, the title of the story is. Uh, I guess there is no title. But yeah, so we have the front cover. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I think it's awful. I think it's really bad. It's... I get what he was going for with the angles with Carol, but here she just looks deformed and really weird. Like she's possessed by a big sludge monster or something. And I don't know what's going on with her eyes either. I don't know what. I mean, if anyone likes this, tell me. I don't know why this... Yeah, this this is a really... I personally think this is a really bad cover. Uh, it's... It's Captain Marvel standing over the unconscious forms of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And they look fine, it's just she looks really bad. Um, yeah, I don't know who thought this would be good. Um, but, you know, moving past this cover, we have Civil War II, Power Man and Iron Fist. Now I'll read this recap just for you folks who want to be caught up to date. Daniel Rand is Iron Fist, Kung Fu Defender of the Innocent. Luke Cage, sometimes called Power Man, has superhuman strength and durability. He's been an Avenger and is now a husband and father. They are the heroes for hire. An inhuman named Ulysses has the ability to see the future. His visions have helped prevent catastrophes and spawn proactive missions ending in tragedies, including the death of James Rhodes, aka War Machine. As tensions arise, Earth's greatest champions must make a choice. Protect the future, or change it. So, Danny is in prison on Rikers Island. He's refused to make bail in order to protect innocent men who are locked up by preemptive strike. Vigilantes using Agnatus, mystical software that creates criminal records for their targets with help from their victims. Luke was investigating preemptive strike and Agnatus, but progress was slow. He asked Sombird and Centurius to meet him outside Rikers for support, but they were interrupted by Captain Marvel and her allies. 
Ulysses had a vision of Luke leading a disastrous prison break, and Carol can't let that happen. So that should catch us. That's pretty much what's been happening. Um, so the writer is David Walker. Artist is Sanford Green and Flaviano. Color artist is John Roche. Uh, letterer and production, VCs Clayton Cowles. Cover artist, Sanford Green. Title page design, Nicholas Russell. Assistant editor, Kathleen Wisniewski. Editor, Jake Thomas. Editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso. Chief creative producer, Joe Casada. Not Joe Quesadilla. Sorry, Carl just doesn't make any sense uh, publisher Dan Buckley executive producer Alan Fine I guess the title of this story is Civil War 2 that's all I can see anyway Riker's prison there's currently a riot going on Iron Fist is yelling uh, grabbing some you know, he's punching no what is he doing I think he's kicking someone yeah no he's kicking some big bearded dude in the face prisoner obviously um and yeah, there's a prison riot going on. Uh, Danny and the other prisoners that are his friends seem to be trying to subdue the rioters along with the cops. And then uh, the the leading riot officer yells out through a... How did I forget the name of these things? How did I forget the name of these things? Megaphone? No, that's not it. I don't know. You know what I mean. He yells out, this is your only warning. Then there's a big crash. And they all look up, and Luke Cage is falling through the ceiling in a big double-page spread. And Danny goes, Luke, he's confused, and Luke's face is comical. Uh, this is, I'm fairly certain this is Sanford Green on the art, I'm not 100% sure though. But yeah, then we have Spectrum and Captain Marvel descending. Spectrum is saying, Carol, I know Luke can be difficult, but don't you think this is a bit extreme? And then Captain Marvel aka Karen Danvers goes he's the one planning a prison break and he shouldn't have said that about Rhodey yet Captain Marvel just knocked him through a wall creating a big hole for prisoners to run through whatever I mean I guess it's in the ceiling but I really hate Captain Marvel guys in this particular event run whatever and you're going to be getting a lot of that from me because there's no Carl here to you know dampen my annoyance at this character and even he hates character right now so but whatever i'm gonna start ranting if i keep going now we have luke no danny running towards luke and danny's like what's going on and luke tells danny that carol and her preemptive justice flunkies just earned the top spot on his fiddle faddle list i cannot blame him and then we get puck you know puck from alpha flight the short guy um, he is a he's like rubber now he's like tough as rubber or something and he's like a master martial artist in various forms and all that jazz and he bounces in kicks Luke Cage in the chest and as he's about to close in on Cage Iron Fist intervenes, activates his Iron Fist, should I say fists because they're both glowing, purple I might add, they're purple right now and then he's pretty much saying you'll have to go through me, so they start fighting now, the art here, it's okay. Um, you know, you notice we don't go into detail about the art as much as we do in, like, the older issues. It's just because there's less to talk about. I don't know if it's because it's all computer done these days. Uh, or if it's just this particular series. I mean, I'm guessing with Living Weapon we talk about it more, or Immortal Iron Fist. But this series' art isn't bad. It's on and off. Uh... 
I don't know how to feel about this issue's art so far. I mean, it's serviceable. It's not bad, except for the cover, which I think is really, really bad. But, like, if I saw that on a stand, I wouldn't even know what I'd think. I'd just be like, what? That's a comic cover? Really? Really? That's not very... I don't know. I mean, if anyone liked it, feel free to send me mail, but yeah, I didn't. Anyway, we have Storm and Dr. Noel Black, aka Centurius, who is not the Beatle. Um, he is definitely, I understand, not the Beatle. He was a, first appeared in Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. back in 1968, and he's pretty much been with the Thunderbolts mostly ever since. Uh, so, yeah, he's fighting Deathlock and Storm. And, you know, Dr. Noel Black's like, unhand me, and Storm's like, oh, you don't want me to let you go from this height. And he pretty much, well, uh, jolts them both with this big lightning ball thing. His powers are weird. It's hard to describe. It, uh, they're like, he's like evolved himself or something. I haven't read much of his stuff, so yeah. But he's a, he seems like he's a pretty, you know, heavy hitter. And then we have Mockingbird fighting Songbird. You know, both uh, Songbirds and Thunderbolts for ages. You know, she's cool. And so they're fighting each other. And there's a big gun. It's an en energy absorption gun. And she aims it at Songbird. And then Songbird overloads the absorption gun. And so they sort of team up here, I guess. Songbird puts them both in a deflective shield while the gun overloads. And then we cut to the Bronx. Cletus, Disco Devil, Evans, entering the building from the previous issue. If you'll remember, he was going in to try to find out about this vigilante group uh, after Cockroach Hamilton gave him a pep talk to go in. And so Disco Evans has gone in and confronted uh, these guys. And, uh, yeah... The, the guy behind the counter um, there's like a skinny white guy in a pink tracksuit and then behind him is like a kind of burly bearded white guy and the white guy's like you know unless you're looking for trouble you come to the wrong place and Disco Devons says I'm in the right place and you chumps are the ones that found trouble because I'm working with Power Man Luke Cage suckers and we all know who y'all are y'all them masked fools been running around messing with folks but don't try to hide because you cold busted and then, guy behind the counter pulls out a gun. And then Cockroach Hamilton, Dontrell Don Cockroach Hamilton, emerges from behind Disco Evans and pulls out a gun too. And I don't know if this is the same artist, if, or if there's like, we got like, I think we do have rotating artists in this issue, but I think the art on this page is a bit better. Maybe, I don't know if it's just because Cockroach Hamilton's there, maybe I'm biased, but I just think the art is a bit better in this page. Anyway, uh, Cockroach Hamilton is holding a huge six-barrel uh, gun <laughs> just in one of his hands, pointing it right at this guy. Then we come back... No, we're still here. So yeah, they're like uh, kind of talking to each other, threatening each other, and the two guys caught in the middle of the two guns, they're worried. And then some guy wearing a white hoodie teleports in. And the guy behind the counter goes, you. And the hooded guy goes, yeah, it's me. You idiot's messed up. And he teleports them out of there. 
then he turns around and he says, hey, I know you guys, Cockroach Hamilton, and you're the guy that kicked Black Goliath's ass. Either of you looking for a job? I've got two openings. Hmm, mysterious. Hopefully it's not Mysterio again. I just read Guardian Devil, that would be redundant. Anyway, uh, we are back in the prison, and there's a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents wondering, was, that, was there an explosion? Isn't that Luke Cage? Yeah, and uh, they're a bit confused because I was a huge explosion outside from the gun that Songbird overloaded and they're pretty much telling Luke put your hands up we don't want any trouble and then Luke retorts put my hands up you don't want any trouble I was minding my own business and you clowns attacked me if you don't want trouble then don't make no trouble stop by putting your guns down before you find yourselves in one of those uncomfortable situations and then we go to a panel where Danny is fighting Puck in the background, and then we go to the panel where it shows Danny fighting Puck. It's okay, they're just kind of fighting each other, no one's really punching or anything, no hits have been landed. And then Luke is talking to the S.H.I.E.L.D. people again, who are pointing guns at him, when he has not really done anything but be knocked into the prison. <laughs> and he says, like when someone shoves your standard issue S.H.I.E.L.D. assault rifle up your butt. Then someone screams Cage off screen and Thorn blasts him in the chest. And then we have Captain Marvel saying, I'm fairly certain this is a different art, artist, by the way, but anyway. I told you to stand down. Listen to her, Cage. There's no need to make this worse than it already is. We're taking you in for orchestrating a breakout at Riker's prison. Now, this, I think everyone can pick up that this chick is insane, right? Because none of this is making any sense. She is just assaulting Luke Cage, essentially. And Luke Cage was just standing there when she blasted him in the chest. So, you know, this is pretty crazy. She's crazy. And Luke replies, I heard you the first time. I told you that I wasn't planning a breakout. You're making a mistake. Now we can settle this like grown folks. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, right. And get down to some reasonable conversation, or we can throw down. In which case, more people under your command are going to feel some serious pain. And then she responds, "You arrogant bastard! Take him down!" And we flash back to Danny and Puck fighting each other. Danny has a glowing fist, and Puck is going, "This ain't your fight, Blondie." And Danny responds, "It became my fight the moment you attacked my best friend." And Puck. You know, makes a smart remark about lovey-dovey talk and then grabs some prison bars from behind him. Iron Fist proceeds to punch the prison bars and knocks Puck through... Is that one wall? No. Looks like... Is that one wall or is that three walls? I don't know, but he knocks him pretty far back. And Puck is just sort of like sitting up and rubbing his head with a prisoner fighting a shield edge in the background. And then we cut to Storm talking to Deathlock and Centurius. Oh, those guys in the background are Centurius and Deathlock. Yeah, she's telling them to stop this madness. And Centurius fires a big bolt at her and she gets out of the way. And that bolt seems to have knocked out the power-dampening power system. Deathlock responds, I didn't think this was part of the mission. Oh dear. So we cut back to Songbird and Mockingbird, and Songbird is flying Mockingbird out of the prison. And they look back onto the prison, and yeah, the prison's on fire, the gates are down, and a bunch of prisoners are running outside. And yeah, so we have Black Mariah, she's out, 
Jenny's running out as well. Ignore that dog in the background, don't worry, I'm going to eat out of her skull for dinner. And yeah, so there's a songbird comments, there's at least 50 of them down there. And then Songbird goes, you know, this is your fault, you blow up prison. Hoonbird responds, the energy absorption slash destabilization unit that you overloaded blew up the prison. And Songbird responds, I overloaded the weapon you brought to stop me from being part of a prison break that I'm not actually a part of. Then Mockingbird is just like, whatever, this is going nowhere. At this point, it doesn't matter how it happened. All that matters is both of them messed up. So... They're just like, well, how do we fix this? Let's try to find a way that doesn't involve blowing up the rest of the prison. Now we go back to the decommissioned shape, uh, shield safe house. We got our favorite street magician friend, Senor Magico, with his two cohorts from the last issue. Uh, what's that? Gamecock's daughter and. I really should remember the guy's name, you know, the hacker guy, the guy that was in, like, Hero for Hire 2. I'm really sorry I don't remember his name. It's... Yeah. Carl was here creating, but anyway, we all know who I'm talking about. So he's essentially still trying to get rid of the protection spell off of the tablet that they're trying to hack, the tablet that the vigilante group uses. And then, yeah, big noise and a big grotesque looking demon comes out of the tablet and is sort of like shimmering there, he's purple and uh, Senor Magico says it's a demonic security spell, very strong and he snags him with a lasso and he says, foul demon, you long to taste the flesh of Senor Magico and he says some <laughs> I don't know how to say that stuff so in the name of uh Oh man, I'm just gonna like butcher all this. He he says mystical mumbo jumbo, Senor Magico style, wraps up the demon in the lasso and is sent, and then proceeds to banish it. And they're like, "Oh, you did it! I knew you could." Then they hear, "Not bad," from a guy in the from the same guy in the hoodie sitting in the corner. It's not easy to defeat a protection demon. Who are you? And then they go on the hood. Goes me. I'm just a guy that's come to retrieve his property. You can't take that. Of course I can take it. Unless, you know, you want to try and stop me. <coughs> Sorry about that. And we cut back to the prison with our favourite character, Captain Marvel, talking to Luke Cage. This is over, Luke. Time to answer for what you've done. What I've done? Please listen to us, Luke. There's no need for more pain and suffering. There's lots more than busted bones and bruised ego here, ladies. We are friends. I can take whatever beating you hand me. But coming to arrest me for something I ain't done that you think I might do? Look around you. Look at this place. None of this is my doing. I didn't start this fight. And when all the smoke clears, ain't gonna be one person to blame for all this. And that's you, Captain Marvel. And he's right. The prison is in full chaos. Prisoners are escaping. Uh, getting shot. There's... Well, actually, that's tranquilizers darts, but yeah, it's carnage. And yeah, <laughs> and Captain Marvel goes, nice speech, but I've seen what you're going to do. 
and Luke responds, I can't see something that hasn't happened yet. You're just playing a game that maybe might happen with people's lives. That's what got Rhodey killed. You heartless piece of savior breath, Monica. Luke Cage, you're under arrest. It's kind of funny that they're in a prison that is not secure. But anyway, Luke responds, got three words for you, Captain Marvel. Want to guess what they are? And then, bam. We have Bushwhacker firing into the crowd. He seems to have knocked Captain Marvel and her Monica out. I don't really care. I'm glad they got knocked out. Maybe that will knock some sense into them. Now, Bushwhacker, he is he first appeared in... Drumroll, please. Does anyone know? No? Okay. Anno Senti's Daredevil Run. I want to say issue 248. Not 100% sure, though. But yes, uh, he was hunting down mutants and killing them. And uh, Wolverine and Daredevil uh, cross paths, both trying to stop him. Fairly gruesome stuff. Anyway. So, there's unconscious Carol lying on the ground. And... Luke Cage rushes Barracuda, they start fighting, and Iron Fist is in the background with both his fists charged, saying, we need to stop this now, before anyone gets killed. It's a miracle no one's been killed yet. And, yeah, then a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent fires, and the wall starts falling down, and Puck and a few others, Centurious being one of them, go to stop the wall from falling down. And uh, Bushwhacker is about to fire at Carol, and Luke Cage goes in front of her and takes the shot. Now, I guess that's a pretty heroic thing to do, but I wouldn't do it. I mean, you know, she can take it, and she's just responsible for this whole thing happening. Anyway, we cut to a short of Iron Fist kicking this dude, kicking Bushwhacker so hard, it seems to be kicking everyone behind him as well, including Gorilla Man. And then Danny rushes over to Luke, who's just on the ground, smoking, literally. It's at this point the riot starts to get rounded up a bit. And Puck remarks that. And, uh, you know, Miss Marvel, well, not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, sorry, asks for a status report. Puck replies, bad, no fatalities, but plenty of injuries and lots of escapes. And then Captain Marvel asks Danny, how is he? How is he? Wasn't this all part of your prediction? Didn't you see all of this? You don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, then make me understand, Carol. Explain to me how you saw all of this happening, and he gestures to the smoking ruins of the prison around him. Explain what Luke ever did to you to justify all of this, to make you not trust him if a vision or a dream or some kind of damn prophecy of something that might happen is enough to make us all tear on each other, then what's the point of all the things we fought for together? Danny, every Marvel event, people turn on each other just a bit, okay? That's the whole point. It creates false drama. Hmm. And Carol doesn't have a response. And Danny goes, you know, that's what I thought. Come on, Luke, we still have work to do. There's a big mess to clean up. And Storm asks Carol, what do you want us to do? And then she goes, you heard Luke, let's clean that mess up. Yes. Now, I want to, you know, actually I'll save this comment for the end of the issue. So, you know, Luke and Danny are talking, you know, how you doing, broken rib, blah blah blah. 
and Luke's apologising to Danny. And Danny's like, why are you apologising? And Luke goes, I don't know, honestly. I never had a real plan, just ideas. Lots of ideas floating around my head, and all of them all about how to get you out of this place. And one of those ideas was essentially busting Danny out of the place. He thought about how he'd do it, who he'd get to help, and he didn't know if he was going to do it or if he wasn't. It's a very strong idea in his head. He just doesn't know. But maybe all that thinking is what set this off. Stranger things has happened. Maybe this is my fault. So he's saying maybe they thought Luke's plan was the thoughts in his head. I don't know. Either way, it's like he might not have done it. Even if he did, they caused more damage than what would have happened in her vision. She... <laughs> Carol... Uh, and her goons resulted in the prison getting mostly destroyed. Danny and Luke are literally sitting on rubble at the end. So, yeah, Carol and her goon squad, Carol and her goon squad, ruin everything. And yeah, so that's the end of the issue. Next issue, Hell Up in Harlem. We have the letters page which I read through. Uh, nothing too uh, much worth mentioning. One guy did mention how he's sick of these uh, first Schlagener Fiddle Faddle crossover events, and then he proceeds to say, "Even if Civil War Two is masterminded by the Great Bendis." Dun dun dun. But yeah, okay. What did I think of that issue? It was okay. Um, like. See, it was a issue with... It was like an issue that was pretty much no talking heads. It was pretty much all fighting. And... There is... See, if we go back... If we go way back to the 70s, you know, the Gil Kane, John Bernhardt, an issue that's all fighting is... There's a lot to talk about. Because the art is very good. It's all drawn. And with the this issue, it's like... The art was okay, not very good in my opinion, in some places, uh, sloppy, sometimes the art, I don't know if it was the art style, it just it also wasn't very interesting for me, the fighting, like, it didn't, didn't really do anything for me, the artwork, uh, so... Yeah, I mean, if you've been reading, like, this series so far, pick it up, you know, um, it's it's a serviceable issue, it moves the plot along, I guess, it has that fight that we've all been waiting for, which was kind of underwhelming also, like, you know, they did, didn't really fight each other that much. Danny locked horns with Puck, that was about it, the most interesting thing, uh... Yeah, I guess it sets up this mystery man for the next issue, but, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Looks like, uh... Looks like the next issue won't be a Civil War tie-in. Uh, we have... On well, the next issue, we have, uh... Black Mariah, Black Cat, uh, Tombstone. Uh, some people I don't recognise or remember. I'm sure if Carl was here, he'd correct me. Or fill me in, but... Yeah, so... Eh, eh issue. Um... I'll talk about Luke Cage a bit, I guess, the show. It was good. I think it had a pretty strong flow throughout it. 
I think it was better than Jessica Jones. I don't think it was as good as the first two Daredevil seasons, but I think it was good enough that I am still excited for the Iron Fist show. And Mike Coulter's head as Luke Cage is very shiny consistently, which pleases me. And, yeah. Hmm. Nothing else to add, really. I guess a lot of the stuff we're talking about with the new Iron Fist news and stuff, that will be in the new the New York Comic Con episode coming in a few days, hopefully. So, yeah. I guess my overall verdict on this issue, though, meh. Resounding, meh. Eh. Uh, you hear me right now. Meh. Eh. Uh, uh. I'm trying to think of, you know, good things to say. I'm trying to think of bad things to say. I mean, I don't like the art in this issue, not really. Like, it was okay sometimes, but it's not my bag. If I guess it's like, if you're comparing it to other Iron Fist art, it's schwabbage. Uh, you know, you compare it to John Byrne and stuff, obviously it's going to fall far short. So, I guess we'll see what happens next in Power Man and Iron Fist issue 10. Yes, so yeah. Don't worry, New York episode coming up soon. And I will talk to you then. So until next time, may your fists become things of irons that you can break your buddies out of prison. Don't actually do that. Well, it's free country. Well, I guess not free enough to break. I don't know, whatever. Do what you want. Anyway, see ya. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, and if you don't want it read out on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks.